Minister Naledi Pando, Minister of International Relations and Cooperation of South Africa, our Ambassador Ms. Nama Indian Fegeto, Honorable Joyce Beatty, the Chair of the Congressional Black Caucus, Professor Jonathan Jackson, National Spokesperson of the Rainbow and Push Coalition. Honored guests, thank you very much for being here. Professor Jackson, you will have noticed that people paused a little and they did not applaud immediately. As you were mentioning all these dates, 1985, 37 years ago, they were trying to work out how old you are. <laughs> yeah, so I was trying to work it out before uh, you asked for the applause because they wanted to applause, applaud you with, uh, uh, with the hindsight of good information. Now we know how old you are. <laughs> Let me say that we, and I am personally extremely grateful for this opportunity to be in your presence, to meet our friends who have been in the trenches with us, members of the Congressional Black Caucus. We honor you. We thank you for the many sacrifices that many of you had to make, including your father, Reverend Jackson, who made enormous sacrifices, and many others, Maxine Waters and many others who are not here, as well as the anti-apartheid veterans for also being here and gracing this occasion by honoring us. This little gathering that's happening in the South African Embassy brings together the people of South Africa, and there are quite a number of South Africans here, and the people of the United States, who were collectively involved in a titanic struggle against apartheid, as well as racial segregation in the United States. Our histories are intertwined in more ways than one. We cannot express enough of South Africa's gratitude to the anti-apartheid activists for the significant role that they played, but also continue to play in advocating for civil rights, for the rights of peoples, not only in South Africa, but around the world who continue to live under oppressive situations and for equality. From what you were saying, Congresswoman, you were telling us that the, black the Congressional Black Caucus is very powerful, and you are possibly at your most powerful, and you continue to do all the right things to ensure that there is justice and that there is equality. Because the voice of the Congressional Black Caucus is as relevant now as it was at the height of the fight against apartheid, putting pressure on countries in conflict to respect international human rights conventions, 
we're pleased that you're not only doing it for you only did not do it for us in South Africa but you continue to be a progressive force here in the United States for what is right for instance we know that you also advocate for the rights of people in Western Sahara and Palestine and you support their right to self-determination and that we applaud because that is where because that is where we are as well as the governing party in South Africa after our experience of apartheid we know that self-determination can only be achieved with the support and the solidarity of the people of the world. We remember that the 1986 Comprehensive Anti-Apartheid Act was a critical contribution towards the end of apartheid and the Congressional Black Caucus played a critical role in making sure that that act was passed. We reaffirm President Nelson Mandela's statement to Congress in 1990 when he said, you have given us the gift and the privilege to rejoin our people, he said, yourselves and the rest of the international community in the common effort to transform South Africa into a united democratic and non-racial country. You made our struggle your struggle. You made our vision your vision, and the objectives that the liberation movement sought to achieve, you embraced, and you made it yours. South Africa remains seized with the persistent challenges of poverty, unemployment, and inequality. And Professor Jackson, you're absolutely right. The struggle continues for until all the objectives of our struggle are achieved. Freedom is still something that is absent for many people. We therefore appreciate the continued efforts of our friends in the United States to overcome the debilitating effects of apartheid and colonialism. As they have done with such great effort in the past members of the Congressional Black Caucus can continue using their influence to promote policies that advance Africa's development. The Congressional Black Caucus should encourage the United States government to implement the U.S. strategy for Sub-Saharan Africa, which acknowledges the role of the African continent in global affairs and seeks partnership amongst equals. We are therefore concerned about the possible implications for the African continent if the countering malign Russia activities bill were to become a U.S. law. The law could have the unintended consequence of punishing the African continent for efforts to advance development and growth. Both the US <clears throat> and Russia are strategic partners for South Africa. As a sovereign country that pursues an independent foreign policy, the bill 
could punish those who held independent views. It is disappointing that this bill has been crafted at a time when President Biden has sought to engage African countries on the basis of respect for their independence and their sovereignty. In the wake of the devastating social and economic impact of COVID-19, which you referred to, South Africa is working hard to rebuild its own economy. And the same is being done in many countries around the world, but also especially on our continent. We look to the United States to be supportive of the efforts that are being made by many African countries to rebuild their economies, to reposition the fortunes of their people. We as a country have held a number of investment conferences to mobilize investments that would stimulate growth and economic progress that would create jobs and assist with skills training and capacity building, especially for young people. We are undertaking far-reaching structural reforms that are aimed at repositioning our economy so that it becomes an economy that is more competitive. We're also improving the ease of doing business so that we can attract more and more US-based companies and black-owned companies from the US to come and do business in South Africa. So we call on members of the Congressional Black Caucus and anti-apartheid veterans to encourage investment in South Africa and in Africa more broadly. The renewal of AGOA is a vital development for us to ensure that the progress made over many years to strengthen trade and investment ties between the US and the African continent is not lost. We call on members of Congress to help us to change the narrative about Africa, which seeks to portray the continent as riven by conflict and which gives a false impression that Africa has nothing to offer to the rest of the world. On the contrary, we know that Africa has huge potential for growth and development. And those who are keen observers of global developments know that the next growth center of economic growth is going to be Africa. The African continental free trade area will place the economies of our continent on a completely new trajectory of development, of production, of industrialization and manufacturing. The continent's united response to COVID-19 has demonstrated that Africa has the will and the means to work together to overcome the greatest challenges. We are one continent which confronted with a devastating pandemic was 
able to be creative, to be innovative enough to work together as one continent encompassing all the 54 countries on our continent. It is important that Africa should be allowed the space to choose its partners and should never again find itself as a battleground for influence amongst global powers. Instead, we seek to partner with countries from across the world in pursuit of African interests. This includes partnerships on issues such as Africa's just energy transition, as all countries are now confronted by climate change. It includes partnerships to develop Africa's human capital through education and innovation. This is vital to ensuring the continent's future stability, security, and prosperity as well. For us, this meeting is an important opportunity to renew our bonds, to reaffirm the ties of friendship and solidarity that have been forged over many decades of common struggle for justice. It is also an opportunity to reflect on our shared vision for a better Africa and a better world and to restate our commitment to work together to realize that vision. And once again, I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for the support that you gave us for the sacrifices that many of you made of even having to go to jail, even at a very young age, when it could have messed up your resume. <laughs> and today you are a professor, possibly because your father went to jail for us, and you also tasted a little bit of jail. Now here you are, you are a professor. Thank you very much.